Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Senyin Podcast. Today I'm joined by an amazing guest, Irene Ivel. She's an architect, a content creator, and an entrepreneur. Um, Irene, you're welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Okay. Um, okay. Um, first question first. Who is Irene? Tell us about yourself. Wow. Um, I'm a lot. Uh, just to say, I am a lot of different personalities bubbled in one. And one of the most defining personalities, I guess, is the fact that I'm a very um, enthusiastic person when it comes to fitness and living a healthy lifestyle, which is very personal to my heart. And I'm just an outgoing person. I'm very active. I'm social. And um, yeah, I just like to live life. Honestly, you'll see me at most events and i like to have a good time that's that's who i am okay um you said something about your um, fitness part i'll come to it later um but as i said earlier you're an architect so i believe that's something you've studied about so give me an insight on your architectural career journey okay so when i was in my country in namibia before i came here i i worked for an architecture firm i was the receptionist and at the time, I didn't know, I wasn't sure I wanted to do architecture, but the guy said, listen, I'm going to employ you as my receptionist, but I'm going to pay you in knowledge. So instead of me actually paying you, I'm going to take you on to see what I do. So it's sort of like shadowing him. And so that was my form of payment. And I said, why not do it? It was holiday. So that's what I started doing. And I started learning the different softwares that they were using. So I went home and that, that's where it literally started. So I applied to China. I started doing my bachelor's degree. And I think many can attest that it was, it was a challenge because I was studying in Chinese. My major was taught in Chinese. Yeah. And it was six years. So I graduated in July 2022. And as soon as I finished, I was like, as an architect, there's not much you can do with a bachelor. Most people require a master's. And so I figured, why not just continue and um, have that in case? So, yeah, that's, that's where it all started. Okay. Uh, do you have plans of going um, back to Africa and doing your architecture journey there? I do. Actually, I do, but not in the very typical manner that most people would go for. So I have no plans of working in an architectural company. <laughs> um, actually, I do want to be a contractor. Um, the dream is to have a construction company that deals with all the processes. So if you were to um, employ me, I would have to design your house. I would have to build your house. I would have to furnish your house, the interior design, do the landscaping and literally everything surrounding the house. That's what I want to do, the whole process. So. I do want to get into construction and just um, hopefully make some changes, whether it's renovating old buildings, um, creating new places. You know, we do lack a lot of housing and uh, yeah, anything in the construction industry. Um, okay, that's nice to know. I want to ask, um, you think it's easier for ladies to be in go so good in the architecture field? Because it seems to be a male-dominated career path. It is. <laughs> um, is it easy? Uh, I don't think, I'm not sure. It, it's not a straight answer because 
how easy it is would depend on how determined the lady is because uh considering it is male dominant you really need to do the extra work you know that most people wouldn't expect you to do so you have to outdo them at a certain level where even they would feel like okay damn she knows what she's doing and she deserves uh the credit that she gets in this industry so not not exactly easy but not impossible got it so yeah <laughs> so did you find it easy well i'm still in it <laughs> um it's not easy honestly and i think just you know just as um as a child you find that men are more prone to playing with gadgets playing with computers and systems and softwares and all that kind of stuff so as a lady um you're not very inclined to say i want to learn how to use that designing software it's not something you hear every lady say so it is it, it is challenging but i think it, it it helps a lot to have male friends in that industry that you feel like should you need extra help there's someone you can rely on so uh i'm learning as i go basically yeah it, that's nice you know okay my last question on your architecture journey would be um you think china has helped you in a way apart from the educational part like mm -hmm. the structures here in china and everything do you think it has helped you in a way this is gonna sound weird but it has helped me to identify what i don't want mm -hmm. yeah um and i think it has a lot to do with the system because when you say education um just to give, to give a bit of a background, you know, with architecture, it's very much based on where you are. So if I'm in the UK, there's a certain system that I need to follow. What's the width of the door that is acceptable in this country? So China has its own systems and I had to learn those systems and it made me realize that I don't like how they go about the design, um, the design process because they're very stuck in their ways you know um i've had a lot of back and forth with my professors where they would say you know in china our windows normally face this side <laughs> so i put a bed here mm -mm, i don't think it's good mm -hmm. so it, it's a lot of uh social conflict but again it works well for their system so it just it helped me become more aware of the kind of designer that I want to be and how fluid I want to be in my approach. Okay, that's nice to know. Hopefully, I'll employ you to come to Uganda to do some nice architecture work. <laughs> okay, um, my next question, another aspect of your career, which I think most people got to know about you here in China is your content creation part. Um, there's, there's a lot of interest when it comes to your work and what you showed your when your content creation work if i'm to say i want to say i want to just ask first question how and why did you begin this thing or content creation <laughs> um i don't think i can pinpoint an exact moment um it was okay let me say it was because of people that were so open sharing mm -hmm. that made them happy like someone out of nowhere would just say oh i saw your post it made me really happy and so i was like oh 
okay, so imagine if I could make more people happy just by them seeing me on their screens. <laughs> like, it wasn't a thing of, oh, I need to start filming these kinds of videos and stuff. I just, I just started getting feedback that my presence on the social platforms actually made people's days better. So that's, that's how we started, yeah. Okay, and a special aspect of your, of your content is fitness. And this is why I think I have more <laughs> more questions for you. <laughs> um, first and foremost, um, to, on my side, you are the first female content creator I saw on WeChat doing the fitness. Before I saw others coming, um, when you were starting, did you think you'd be a trendsetter in sort of that area? Absolutely not. No. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, and then. And and when you're doing it, do you feel like people may not be because to be honest, when I first saw your videos, I think late last year, late 2021, doing these things, um, weren't seeing very many ladies doing gym work. And there's obviously that stereotype that it's the guys who are doing it mostly, you know. And why would the girl do this? Okay, maybe it keeps fit, but why is she doing it consistently, consistently, you know? <laughs> you get yeah so, so have you have you felt those messages from people and how do you deal with it uh even before it started um i was actually staying on campus at the time and i would go downstairs i'd carry my gym bag and as a, as i walked downstairs past the football guys um they'll be like oh irene okay you're going to the gym just be careful don't train too much you look like a guy and I, I just I brushed it off with a smile, but it really bothered me that yeah. that's the perception that people had, you know. And I felt that that was holding back a lot of ladies, because if it was said to me, it, it was said to a lot of other female uh, females, you know. So I the fact that I was so bothered, it made me feel like we can't keep thinking this way. We can't. Yeah ladies feel that you're doing this kind of stuff would make you suddenly be John Cena overnight. So I, uh, I don't know. I think it, it became sort of like a mission in my head. Yeah, yeah. That perception, you know, and to prove those guys wrong because uh, at the end of the day, those are the same guys in my DM saying, oh, you look good. And I'm like, oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that question, but yeah. Okay, and why do you why are you so much into fitness? People have different reasons. Health it makes you feel better and everything. Why are you so much into fitness? Because I've always done it. Uh, as a child, I was always in some kind of fitness activity at school. I was the girl that was doing netball, athletics, uh high jump, long jump, uh all those things. I was volleyball, I was that girl. And my father was a football player. My mom was a goalkeeper. My sister also ran track. And my brother is also a volleyball player and a football player. So it's, it's always been with me. I've always grown up with that. And I think just um, it being a huge part of my life, it was just, it, and I was curious to see how different the gym is from the normal sporting stuff that I did. So I, I wanted to challenge my body and that's what I did with the gym. Um, 
another aspect of your content creation is your fashion. I usually see you do when you in nice dresses and all those fashion stuff. <laughs> um, so would, would would someone call you a fashion enthusiast, or you just dress what makes you happy? Both. Can I say both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm not so enthusiastic to a point where I shop a lot. Um, you know this. Okay, the fashion part really started because, uh, and it all goes back to being a child. It was more of like I at once. So I never liked dresses. I never liked the girls' clothes. And as a result, my mom was like, "We're not taking you to events if you're not gonna dress nicely." So I was always shunned out because I didn't dress like a girl. And when I started working out. I started seeing features of my body that I really admired. And that's what got me into like dressing a certain type of way. Cause I felt like I work too hard in the gym and I want to, I want to like show what makes me happy when I put on clothes. So that's how it started. And then I started getting clothes from brands and that's where I get clothes. I'm not, I'm not so enthusiastic that, Oh, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. I need to No, it was, me getting clothes from brands that wanted to use my face and my body in their brand and i used those clothes to create the content so i yeah it just it worked all well together so <laughs> i just kept going with the flow okay um so what has been your highlight in content creation because i really recently i saw you a brand ambassador for some company what has been your highlight um the highlight of it, I would say, is the recognition alone, if I can put it that way. Yeah, because like you said, um, you asked if I had planned on being a trendsetter and something like that. So to a certain level, I started being noticed by a lot of brands, which is something that was in the back of my head that I would want to work with certain brands to put out a certain message so that recognition alone people sharing my content people saving it because they liked the outfit and they want to recreate it that that's the joy for me and that's the way it's like i need to keep doing this because it's fun seeing the reaction that people get even though it's not always positive feedback but yeah the recognition is the top tier for me Wow, wow, amazing, amazing. So um, what advice would you give someone who is into content creation? Be yourself, just be yourself. And I say that because, you know, in this industry, it's very easy to get caught up in doing what everyone else is doing, you know? So you can easily lose yourself into that. And I was one of those people where I felt like the people that I want to be like, dress a certain way so i need to get those kind of clothes and those kind of accessories which is not me on a normal day so just just stay true to who you are and people the right people are going to notice you eventually like the people that resonate with who you are they're going to show up eventually so just stick to who you are and not try to you know overdo something that's already being done ah and but you know how do i say it? here in china content creation is a tricky thing because there are a lot of policies you must navigate with your content and everything and you know right now is a lot of people doing many stuff that are similar so 
how does one start you for you you believe that if you want to stand out you have to be true to yourself but how do you learn from others while being true to yourself okay um all right so let's put it like this i am like i said i'm a very bubbly person so if you were my neighbor you would be concerned most of the time because out of nowhere i just start shouting and singing and dancing and i i <laughs> i use that to channel into my content so what i would do is i would watch other people's videos and what i actually learned the most is mainly transitions or the songs that they use or like just different tips of oh this is how they use this chair in this post so i get inspiration from them but i don't try to copy paste if you get what i mean so it's more of like just learning on how to fine tune what you are already doing you know if they edit with this app how can you learn to edit with that same app and make your content even better than what it is before not oh she's pop it's this color okay let me go buy that it's yeah it's two totally different things so get inspiration be uh, be inspired but not so influence to a point where you feel like you have to exactly do what they're doing wow amazing uh, do we expect more from you in content creation a lot <laughs> well uh i could say yeah yes yes you should there's a lot uh, sorry there's more coming there's always more coming all aspects there's there's always more coming because i'm always planning I'm always looking for something to challenge myself. So definitely, um, this is not it. Like y'all should not get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the one of the aspects of your career, which or um, I also kind of have a glimpse of, is your entrepreneurial journey, because I've seen you with your diary. I don't know. You have sort of like a diary which you sell um so before i ask the other part of entrepreneurial journey tell me about this dairy thing of yours your books that you do and okay. the behind it all right so uh like i just said earlier i'm a planner i'm a thinker and considering my major i am an artist so i do like to take note of what i'm thinking what i'm planning and any small ideas that i get and I, I once got a compliment or a comment. Someone said, you're always on top of your game. Like, how do you do it? Because sometimes you'll find that I'd go out with my friends and the next day they'll sleep in, but I'm at the gym in the morning. So people started being like, how do you do it all? How do you manage? How do you keep the balance? And the answer was that I write. I, I write, I plan, I think, I plot. And so I figured if, if this works for me and a lot of people are asking how I do it, why not share that with everyone else? You know, why not create something that can be practical and that can assist someone else reach a certain goal? Even if it's just a little goal, it's still something. So I, I started thinking and I learned how to use some software, Canva or something then i i created the journal and then um i started looking for publishers and yeah it was done shortly a few months after that 
So. Wow, wow. So ha- has anybody reached out to you saying it has helped them? A lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the third part is I haven't been able to send them to my country yet because they're quite heavy because it's a yearly journal. It's meant to last you a year. So they're heavy and shipping to Africa, it's quite expensive. So uh, a lot of people have been like, why can't we buy them in Africa? So, but the ones that have bought them here, I've gotten nothing but good, uh, good feedback. People say that it, it really helps them, especially when they have to tick off something that they did. It's satisfactory for them and they just enjoy using it. So I can say majority are pleased. Wow, wow. So where can one find your 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 diary? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you can find it wherever I am. If you see me in person, just uh, let me know. I can ship it to you directly. If you only know me online, you can send me a message, whether it's on Instagram or WeChat, because I ship them from my home. So I pack them myself and I personally ship them. So just uh, Leave me a text wherever you find me, and I'll definitely get it to you. Okay, okay, sure thing. Um, so your entrepreneurial journey, what are the other aspects of your business journey that you're doing, that you're into? Well, um, I think we've covered most of them. So besides the journal, I am a brand promoter. So like I mentioned, brands reach out to me, and I create content that I then share with them and my followers, which then generates um, sales for them. So I do promote, I I promote brands and I create content for other brands as well. That's one aspect of it. The other is that I am a personal trainer. I train people both online and offline. So people that feel um, a bit more insecure and they don't want to train in a group, I can actually coach you one-on-one via video calls and, um, Depending on how much help you need, I can help you make a meal plan. I can help you um, set up a program and um, anything that you need, really. So those are just a few of the stuff that I do. I can't, I can't tell all of those. So I just want a simple insight. Let's say you, you being a brand ambassador and all that, um do you as 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 the consumer as the customer i'm watching irene is promoting a brand when you're promoting it are you telling the truth or you're telling what the brand is telling you are you scripted is it scripted or you being honest that's what i want to say never scripted um and okay here's the thing so normally brands need they have different requirements so some brands, like let's say Amazon, because I have done adverts for Amazon. Some of those, they are very specific in, the, in what they need you to say. But in terms of the details, like if they need you to specify that these socks are, let's say they're available in these colors, they are made of this material and very specific things that are actually more about the, the, the product itself. These are things that I'm required to say. So they would give you a script, but then how you present it is completely up to you. So some of them, they just send me the product, they send me the details of the product, and then I have to get creative with it. Then there are certain brands that are just like, you know what, just make a catchy video. Whatever you can think of, whatever you think is going to sell, just do that. It doesn't matter what you say. So 
let's say I have about 90% control of what I put out there. And if I don't like a brand, I would tell the brand owner before I even put out any content regarding that product. Really? So you lose the deal? Well, you can't lose something you never had. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's more of they need me more than I need them. Mm. Whether their product sells or not, that's solely their problem. It doesn't concern me. So I, I, I always prefer to work with something that I can see, something that I can attest to, because at the end of the day, I'm the face that people yes. And should they have any problem with that? I am the only person they can go to. So if I'm not fully informed and I don't have all the facts, it puts me in a really sticky position. And if I, as the promoter, tell you that these pants are not fitted well, and if you're trying to sell to black ladies that have a certain shape, this is they're not going to like this. So you either change the design or I'm not going to be the person that promotes it for you. You can find someone else to do it. So. Yeah. Well, I like that because, you know, I like people who can stand up and also put themselves in the shoes of the of the consumer when they are talking. I like that. Um, <laughs> okay, so you, judging by how your life has been, your entrepreneurial architecture and your ups and downs, what advice would you give the youth? They say in Africa. Is the youth here in China or in Africa? <laughs> or in China and Africa. Okay. Uh, fail early. That's, that's <laughs> the advice I can give is try, 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 but do it earlier. And um, this is for both people, wherever you may be. I think we, a lot of us put a timeline on ourselves where we feel that at a certain age, I should be able to do this and that. But I ask myself if I can do it now, why not do it now? If it doesn't work out, then I know it doesn't work out and I need to find another option. But if it does work out, then I'll be glad I did it earlier and I'm gonna reap all the benefits moving forward. So whatever it is you wanna do, whatever plans you have, do it earlier. There's no perfect time. There's um, there's no right timing. Just just do it early. Okay. And my last question of this amazing episode will be um, tell me something good about your country of origin. Where you come from? Ooh, my country. Um, so just just to let you know, I'm actually mixed, if I can say. My origin mm. is. Angola. My grandparents are from Portugal, but I was raised in Namibia, so I can only speak about Namibia. Um, <laughs> Namibia. Oh, wow. I'm getting emotional because it's been a while since I've been home. It's so refreshing and mm. the people are refreshing. I feel like we're the most kind uh, <laughs> you'll find and we're, we're just life like people full of life anyone you see on the street they're most likely to put a smile on your face because we're just happy happy people that just go about our lives and 
you know, um, refreshing. That if I could put it in one word, it's it's refreshing. The people, the food, the culture, the place itself. You know, it's um, it's just refreshing, honestly. Okay, okay. So it's nice having you, Irene. Uh, mm -hmm. Been honored you here. You've shared a lot. Thank but you. I'm very happy that you came <laughs> to to our podcast. I was looking forward to it. I really was.